Hey guys, welcome back to Jan Cackles. I have my good friend Alana here with me. Hey Alana. Hey Janice. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Yay. I'm very excited that Alana's here with me. I always love having her here with me. Well, virtually. But today we are talking about workplace bullies, workplace assholes, and workplace headaches. And I bring this up because I'm experiencing a workplace bully. And I am in, I'm a work in progress, I would say. And one of the things that I'm working on is trying to stand up for myself, especially in a work environment. And I'm not a confrontational person, especially at work. I'm the type of person that I never stir the pot. I take responsibility for my workload. I never try to make anyone's life harder at work, you know, and I would say I'm non-problematic and I mind my own my business. So when I encounter workplace bullies, I just never know how to handle it because I feel like I didn't do anything to provoke this this kind of treatment. So I don't know how to respond. Alana, have you ever experienced this? Yeah, I definitely have in pretty much every job that I've had, yeah. with the exception of this current one. Well, no, I can't even say that, actually. Um, I think maybe with this current one, I was just better prepared to handle it. But yeah, unfortunately, your situation, Janice, in terms of not provoking, but still getting that type of treatment is really common. I mean, I've dealt with it for years. I mean, I feel like if I'm putting on my therapist hat, I always think, okay, don't take it personally because this person probably has some sort of personal issues that they're bringing into life, bringing into work. But I mean, I'm not, I don't have that hat on all the time. And it is hard not to take it personally when it's directed towards you. And the funny thing is, it's like, I don't know why I'm always surprised, but as an adult, we know that we have no idea what we're doing. At least I feel like we, I have no idea what we're doing. We're trying to figure it out and we're trying to grow into our own. And when we're younger, we think, oh, adults are just, they're so put together. They have manners, they're kind, whatever. And then when you're an adult, you think, oh, all those bad habits or those shitty characteristics that you saw in high school in these certain people, it's so interesting and it blows my mind every time where I see them, the still same character, the shitty characteristics in them as an adult. And then they show up in these people at work. I don't yeah. know why I'm always surprised. <clears throat> I, I've learned not to be <laughs> surprised by it. I mean, you know, isn't your like personality formed by the time you're in high school? Essentially, the person that you are in high school, for the most part, like fundamentally, is a person you're going to be for the rest of your life. But I've just, I don't know if it's because I've observed so many of these shitty people professionally that I've just become accustomed to it. Or, um, you know, I, I have a great understanding of the human condition. I don't think it's the latter. <laughs> but yeah, like that type of behavior does not surprise me at all because it's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I mean, the president of the United States that we had was like the worst possible human being to be in that position. 
Um, so yeah, shitty people exist <laughs> and we work with them, unfortunately. I have this thing and Alana, I think you and I are different and I would say I'm a, I can be, I can stick up for myself and I do speak up for myself, but I don't know why in a work setting, it's so hard for me to do that. And, you know, they say you have different versions of yourself in life, who you are in with your family, with your friends, socially and at work. I think at work, I don't know why. And I am working on it to not be like this mousy, timid person. You know, like for some reason, I feel like when they say rude things to me, I kind of, it, I freeze. I wish I responded faster, but I'm always in my head thinking, well, was it my fault? Or, okay, don't say anything because your heart is racing and you need to be professional. I just don't know how to respond. I, I feel, and yeah, I'm um, hearing the both of us, like, I feel like you're, all, you have always stuck up for the little people. You've been like that strong <laughs> woman ever since high school. So well, that's very nice to hear. Um, I definitely didn't feel that way in high school. Let me tell you that. But, you know, perhaps it's because I suffered a lot of bullying in middle school um, where I just replayed situations over in my head where I really wish that I would have stuck up for myself. So I think part of the reason why I'm more comfortable I wouldn't say with confrontation because I want to avoid confrontation at all costs as well. But when it presents itself, one of the reasons why I think I'm, I'm comfortable in tackling those situations is because like, I'm always at high alert now. Like I'm already, I'm always ready. Like, are right, you about to trip? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm prepared. I'm locked and loaded to come guns blazing. And when I say guns blazing, it's not like, you know, being disrespectful or anything, but, you know, using a level of tact while also letting a bitch know, like, <laughs> don't come for me. I think I need to master the skill. I think I freeze and I can't say anything because I haven't mastered the tactfulness to the level that I feel confident in saying things out loud in the moment. Because I feel like, I think I stopped myself because I'm like, don't say it. It's going to come off. Not well. So just zip it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely have those moments of pause as well because for the same reason. Like, all right, I'm real upset. I can say some things that could come back to bite me. Um, <clears throat> but I... I guess, again, like just being used to having to stick up for myself and wanting to stick up for my for that, you know, 10 year old girl, Millican Middle School, <laughs> that got picked on so much. Um, I just, you know, I, maybe it's sick, but like, you know, replaying scenarios in my head and conversations like, how would I, how would I respond to this? Um, yeah, it it's good to take a pause and take a beat. And that's in general, like whether it's an argument that you're having with your significant other, with a family member, with a friend, it's always good to take that pause. So I, I would say like, don't get, don't beat yourself up over the fact that you need to take that mental moment to like, all right, let, let me, let me get myself together. So I don't, you know, flip out. That's totally normal. And that is a sign of a self-aware person that cares about other people. So like, that's a great trait to have um but you know what's the worst that can happen janice if you stick up for yourself in a professional way like i i know you well enough to work like you're not gonna put your foot in your mouth you know it's not it's not gonna be that type of situation 
issue where you just say the completely wrong thing. Right. Um, but I definitely understand being apprehensive and, and like, how do I do this? Because yeah, it is different. It is work. You know, your livelihood is, is dependent on your success with your job. So I understand like also being afraid and not wanting to jeopardize that. Uh, you're right. And I also feel like it is very true. And it, again, it's something that I'm working on where may, and I'm the type of person that I always reflect on, you know, maybe it was what my behavior, what, what did I do in the situation? You know, like, how did I respond to it? So I'm always trying to reflect on the things that maybe brought on certain set types of treatment. But I feel like maybe maybe I look back at this person who I'm having a hard time with work where a little bit background like she Alana, I told you a little bit about it where like she'll give me sorts of comments where it feels like a slap in the face. And then it's so shocking in the moment where you're kind of like, did that just happen? And then yeah. she has already <laughs> and then you can't bring it up again because the moment has passed. Yep. So I I'm like, okay, well maybe it's the way I carry myself in the work setting where people feel like they could talk to me a certain way because I'm too mousy because I do recognize too with some people they just show up and you just kind of know like ooh, don't mess with that person you know and it's just the and it's they're not being rude but it's just the way they carry themselves and the way that they speak it's just a tone that they set for themselves. And maybe that's something that I also need to work on as well. Yeah, it's like a, exuding a level of confidence where, you know, that bully is just like, all right, you're not somebody I can, I can, you know, get stuff over on. Not you, but you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's having, you know, feeling comfortable with yourself and then also trusting yourself. Like, I, I know me... I know that I, you know, am intelligent enough and have the emotional intelligence to navigate this situation. And so I need to exude that. I need to show that, like, I'm a confident person. I trust myself. Come at me if you want to. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are some... Yeah, yeah, but like, don't let me get... Don't let me go over there. <laughs> Nobody's messing with my Janice. <laughs> no it's true and it's seriously the situation some it got so bad where my supervisor we've been in a meeting with this particular woman who is awful towards me specifically where I wanted to say something but out of respect for being in a meeting with my superiors I didn't want to say anything back out of concern of you know making the company look bad and represent I wanted to rep my represent myself in a certain kind of light and then even after processing with my supervisor, my supervisor was like, no, you know what? I saw exactly what so-and-so did. That was not okay. She's definitely bullying you. And I want you to feel okay with st standing up for yourself. And when she said that, I was like, Whew. because I was like, Jesus, if my supervisor sees it and she's encouraging me to stand up for myself, I then maybe I'm I shouldn't minimize how this woman is treating me. It is blatant and it is in fact bullying. So yeah, if other people recognize this, that that's a big deal. So it's not something in your head or like you're being super sensitive. This person is overtly being a bully to you. It's great 
that you have, you know, the support of your supervisor in the back of your supervisor, because, you know, if that were me, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about taking that next step in confronting her um, because, hey, my supervisor has my back. And if she wants to go run and cry to HR about <clears throat> something that I've said, um, you know, my supervisor can back me up and say, I've observed this behavior. I know Janice to be very professional. And if she said anything, I know that it was coming from a professional place and wanting to correct the issue. Um, that's great. Yeah. Light her up, Janice. You got the, <laughs> you got the blessing. Light her up. The other day you posted something about you're upset because you were frustrated with your work situation, like going back and forth, you know, I think one of the worst things about working with people in a corporate setting, small, small office setting, whatever the emails, the, the jab, you know, the emails that seems like they're taking jabs at you. I hate those. The one thing I hate is please advise. I hate that. Please advise. (laughs) Like what if I don't um, like that? Yeah, so I, I'm a please advise person, but I'm not using it in a snarky way. I'm more so like help I'm like, help me understand. Like there's this issue that I'm encountering that you can potentially <laughs> help me with. Help <laughs> advise me. Like I need guidance. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's definitely those microaggressions and like I, you know, we're working virtually now. And of course we can see each other in Zoom, even though there's way too many Zoom meetings. Um, <clears throat> a lot of these meetings could just be an email, but I digress. Um, even though, you know, we're able to see each other face to face virtually through Zoom or Blue Jeans, we still are communicating a lot via like an instant messaging tool or email. And so a lot of things as well can get caught up or lost in translation or misinterpreted. And so it's always good to, you know, take that second instead of like, oh, my keyboard warrior, like just feverishly start typing because you're upset of something you read. Take the second reread and, and think of different angles and ways that like, OK, am I interpreting this in the right way? What could they mean the the, by, by saying this? The tone in the email totally makes a difference. And like, yeah, like a mo- Emojis can be good or bad, though, like the smiley face or wink, it can be a fuck you or like, thank you. It's like, it's hard. We, we've been having to like decode this in this new age of virtual work and more communication electronically. It's been very interesting. It is interesting. Even um, I heard someone was saying like they were reading someone's email and they're like, yeah, an exclamation point. What is that? So th- it's so funny how people interpret things, right? For me, I'm like, well, maybe they were excited and they were happy to share this new exclamation point. But another reader could be like, what the hell? What's up with their exclamation points? Yeah, I'm I'm like the over, I over edit my emails. Hmm. Like happy Monday exclamation point point okay no more exclamation points for like two sentences and then another exclamation okay I can use one here I, I yeah it's all it's all funny how we police our tone in emails with something as simple as exclamations um or punctuations and, and emojis right even with my happy faces I'm like ooh, I I mean, I like emojis because I'm just a friendly person and I want the tone to be lighter um especially because yeah. I feel like work emails suck. So why not sprinkle some joy, happy face. But then I also, yeah. I also think like, well, are people going to think I'm too childish for overusing these emojis? I don't know. It might be a thing. 
you're in my head, Janice. You're in my head. These are all the thoughts that I have when I over edit my emails. Like even like two sentence one, I'm like, okay, wait, am I am I doing this right? Is it gonna be perceived in the right way? But I yeah, I use emojis in the same way. If I'm using an emoji, it's not as an F U, it's as a like, hey, I'm happy, awesome, teamwork, high five. Like that's how I use emojis. But yeah, there's definitely people that use them as as a, you know, electronic F U. But we just have to sort through it and figure out what they mean. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever, I mean, with your, do you, you you said that you've experienced a lot of bullying at workplace. What are, what is like your worst top two? All right, top two. So the first one that comes to mind is um, I was working at Abercrombie and Fitch back in the day. (laughs) Um, And I was, um, I was a, uh, a manager at the time, but just a little background on this person. He was a black male, which at the time when I was working at Abercrombie, like I started working for Abercrombie in 2006. So um, background, they got sued for discrimination and settled in 2005. So like, you know, there weren't too many of us people of color working for the company. And, you know, there was a little bit of tokenism going around as well. I didn't see it that way. as like, you know, hey, another black person, like there's only room for one of us. But I, I actually do feel like this, this guy did. And so we worked together as part-timers at a store together. We became managers in training at the same store together. And I got promoted from a manager in training to an assistant within six weeks and got moved to an, another store. And I think he felt some type of way about that. Um, I don't remember how long it was for him to end up joining me at the same store as an assistant. But when he came over, it was a totally different story. Like this is someone that when we were, you know, part timers and then managers and training together at the same store, we would hang out and go to parties together and all kinds of stuff. Um, And he was a shirtless greeter. He was cute, too. (laughs) Yeah, he was cute. Too bad he was an asshole. Um, But his attitude toward me was just completely different once he came and joined me at this location. And he would do things like purposefully not tell me information to kind of set me up to fail. So like, you know, he would open, I would close. He wouldn't like share pertinent information for me to close and he'd leave. And then I end up finding all of this stuff and like having a game plan. But it got to a situation where it, I don't want to say it was physical, um, but it got like borderline. Yeah, yeah. Physical sounds bad. But so it was, this seems so childish repeating it back. Um, But at the time, it was a really stressful situation. So there was one day where I had asked him for a walkie talkie. And I was like, hey, Brian, like, um, I think he had two. Oh, I said his name. Oops. Um, That's fake. That's not his name. Um, like, Hey, like he had an extra walkie talkie on him or something. And I, I put my hand out like, Hey, do you mind if I use this walkie talkie? And you know what he did? He fucking, sorry. He threw it at me. (gasps) He like, and so it wasn't at me, like hit me in the chest. He threw it at my feet as if I was some peasant girl. And Hmm. I was like, the fuck? And so that's when I was like, okay, you're on some bullshit. And I did like, we did have a verbal confrontation at the cash wrap in the middle of Abercrombie and Fitch, right under the moose. And we <laughs> the had, we had under the big ass moose head. And we had like a verbal confrontation and that our store manager ended up like having to intervene in a manager meeting. I cried, but I was like, you know, I don't understand 
why you are treating me mm-hmm. this way. And people actually thought like it was the treatment was so blatant. People were like, did you guys date? Did you dump him or something? Like what, why is he acting like this towards you? Like that's how shitty he was acting toward me. Um, you know, eventually like we both moved on to different stores. Um, and I think our relationship, especially after that conversation did get better, but he was never like super cool with, he was like never cool with me. And I think being cool with me um, or like kind of bearing the hatchet was more so like, hey, this is for my career um, and not like, yeah, I want to actually be a decent person to Alana. So that, that, and that was my first like experience with like a big bully on a consistent basis at work. <clears throat> then the second one, um, there's two that come to mind, but I'll use the most recent. Um, so there was um, a, <clears throat> a woman who was my boss at, at this, at my current job, but I had changed roles. And um, I, I started with the company in June of 2020 and I moved over to a new team and a new role in August of 2020. So she was my boss for all of two seconds. And, you know, review time came around towards the end of last year and I had sought out feedback from her because I didn't think that, I thought we had a great relationship. She had actually like had my back when I applied for this other role and, you know, advocated for me. So I feel like, hey, she's cool. I worked really hard on this project, hit the ground running when I started and delivered on a project, a major project within two months. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, she's gonna, she's gonna gas me up in this review. And girl, she put in the review that I am aggressive. Mm. This is a white woman <laughs> telling a black woman in a in a legitimate work document that she is aggressive. But here's how she framed it. She said, "You're in th- and I remember this verbatim. Your enthusiasm can sometimes be portrayed as being aggressive." What does that even mean? If I'm enthusiastic, am I a, I'm mad happy? Like I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> Someone explained it to me. And then she didn't provide like any like, you know, situation, like situation behavior outcome. Like you're really supposed to, to structure your feedback um, with, she didn't do any of that. And this is somebody that I have to work with often. And that, that was some, that was some bullshit that I was extremely upset about. And I spoke to my uh, current supervisor about it and he was like, you know, do you want to have a conversation? Do you want to talk about it? Like, I, I don't agree with this feedback. I've heard the exact opposite from you, from other people that you partnered with. And um, I was like, you know what? I, I honestly don't know what good would come from us having a conversation about this. I feel like ultimately she's going to BS her way out of it. It's going to piss me off even more. So, um, and, and, and she started like coming behind me and, and things like if it was like um, a Slack message to a specific person, you know, you can at a person and they're the only ones that get the alert, but it was a public channel and she would come behind me like, um, I'm sure you already know this, which, okay, well then why are you in my conversation with somebody else? So there were all these like kind of little microaggressions that happened after that like aggressive comment. And, um, you know, we, we, um, we're working together to this day, but it, that was definitely a difficult, it's still a difficult relationship for me to navigate. Yeah. So um, how do you 
I mean, I feel like my work and my Zoom poker face and smile is so bad. You know, like you have a Zoom laugh and you have a Zoom smile, you know, a meeting. Yeah. Now it's called Zoom, but you know, when it was in person, it was like that admin meeting smile and that laugh that (laughs) (laughs) like just laughing for the sake of laughing because everyone else is laughing. You don't look like the asshole that's not laughing. But I, I feel like I, my poker face in those situations, like I can't, like it's so, I can't be laughing at someone's joke that I hate, you know? So because you have to work with this lady so closely, like how are you navigating that? Because y- you hate this woman. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I think she ain't shit. However, um, <clears throat> Yeah, and and she and and just to put some more additional context, the person who had assisted my friend who helped me get the 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 job. Um, oh yeah, I didn't. We were talking offline about that piece, but my friend, who's also a, a black woman, who was on this um, on this woman's team before, and had referred me to to get the job initially. Um, she wanted to work in diversity and inclusion, and this woman said, "Oh, you're just pulling your black card." Uh- so she has a history yeah yeah she she's on she's on one um and I'm being very nice about that I'm not gonna label her as as the r word but I mean you know um maybe but I one thing that helped me was I compartmentalized it like and it's really hard and this is I'm gonna be honest the first time that I've been able to successfully compartmentalize (laughs) with somebody that I just really don't like um, at work. So, you know, hey, maybe let's just say it's old age and experience that got me to this place. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I was just able to compartmentalize it and be like, okay, you, I see you. I know who you are. I'm prepared to deal with you if you want some bullshit again. And, and then leave it at that. Like, I've just known what to expect. I've come to, I prepared myself to expect bullshit from her. Mm. And so that, that kind of keeps me in a place where I'm like, all right, I can interact with you and keep it, you know, very light. Like I definitely don't speak to her about personal things. Like I used to prior to her little comments. Um, But yeah, I, I just, I don't want to be her friend, but I need to work with her. And um, she is someone that has been with the company for a while. And I, I I don't, not to say she has a lot of pull, but you know, I, I don't want to burn the bridge, so I'm able to keep it professional and stick to the the task at hand and exactly what we need to cover and partner only on what we need to partner on. And then after that, like I don't see you. Mm-hmm. You're you're over there. You're somebody I don't know. Right. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of how I've been able to mentally process it. But it it wasn't something that came right away. It took me about a month to like get to a place where like I don't sneer every time you know I see an email from her slack message or something like oh fuck like you again um even though I still kind of do it but it took it took some time to like get to a place mentally where I'm able to engage with her and interact with her at work and not cuss her out yeah I mean I really do think it's like a skill that I'm working on mastering you know trying to I mean, I'm professional always, but it is a skill that I think that it is a skill. It, t- it takes time to really yeah. compartmentalize and smile and interact with those workplace assholes and bullies. Mm-hmm. What are your top 
advice for someone who's getting bullied at work? How to deal with it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's... And I want to say this, and please at all, like, don't don't feel like, oh, man. But, you know, speak up. You know, that that, that is really important. <laughs> a closed mouth does not get fed. Yes. And, you know, it's one thing if you're going, like, running to, like, your mom. Like, eh, they treated me like this. Man. Like, that's one thing if you're behaving in that way. But, you know, in a professional setting, like I said earlier, trust yourself and trust that you're not going to stick your foot in your mouth and you're not going to say the wrong thing because you're a professional person. And, you know, speak up and say, hey, this is something that bothered me. Um, or that I have concerns about that I wanted to bring to your attention, whether that's, you know, your supervisor that you're talking to, or it's this, you know, this hoe at your job that is a bully, um, and have her answer for herself. That's another thing. When you confront people, even if it's like, what do you mean by that? After some snide comment, like they, oh, oh, <laughs> they kind of like, oh, shit. Oh, you, you're Okay. I'm not, I, I see you're, re you're ready, you're, you're at alert for my behavior. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes that just stops when you make people answer for themselves. What do you mean by that? Hey, I'm not sure, maybe I'm misinterpreting that, that seemed like a snide remark. Can you rephrase that? Mm -hmm. You know, something like that to make them answer for their behavior, I found does help either alleviate or eliminate that behavior. Um, and then another thing, and Janice, you mentioned this before, is recognizing that it, it probably has nothing to do with you. And if it does have to do with you, and you know that you have not done anything to, to, um, to deserve this level of treatment, then just know like, hey, that's with them. They go home, they're miserable, that I'm probably not the only person in their lives that they treat like this. So, you know, keep it moving. You know, it's I know it's so hard not to take it personal, yeah. but hurt people hurt people. I'm so cliche, like all these little sayings, um, but hurt people hurt people. And somebody that behaves like that, especially in a professional setting, it is, is not playing with a full deck of cards. Mm -hmm. they, they don't go home at the end of the day and have amazing relationships with other people and they're happy and feel fulfilled. That That's not that person. And I know that's kind of jacked up to like, maybe get a little bit of relief and, and maybe a little bit of joy in somebody's misfortune. But like, just know that you're not the only person in this person's orbit that is being treated like this because they, they are not in a happy place. They're not in a good place and wish them well, yeah. but just know that like, you're going to, you, you have your little podcast and your friends and you have a great, <laughs> you know, awesome relationships with people. And then she's at home, you know, petting her cats, you know, and it is true. And you're right. And, I know, like, I know in my profession, it's kind of like, listen, don't take it personally because it ain't you. They probably got some stuff going on personally. It's who they are. They're just, they just walk around treating people like this. I know it, you know, but when it's directed towards you, it's just so hard to not take it personally. It's just one of those things in life. You know, it's kind of like, you know it, but it's hard. You know, it's hard to yeah. just, but yes, I think you're right. And it, it is something that I have to continue to work on, you know, to stand up for myself and just grow into that and be confident in that part of myself. Yeah, it, it took years for me to get to this place with this in my current, you know, with my current situation where, you know, I was able to like water off a duck's back, you know, kind of let it go and move on. Um, but like I said, it took me weeks to get to that place. 
of having and, and having internal conversations like with myself about like, all right, this is what you got to do. You know, you got to work with her, keep it classy, keep it professional, like tow truck. <laughs> yes. Like I, I had to have, I constantly had those conversations with myself to get to this place. Um, so yeah, that's totally, it's totally normal to feel like that and feel personally attacked and then take the time to, to get yourself in a better mental situation. So, so you can then, you know, engage with this person and have them not trigger you. Yeah. Well, I love, I love all of it. I mean, I'm going to practice it. Anyone out there who's listening, who has experienced a workplace bully, I mean, I kind of feel silly for saying it because as adults, we should not even be bullying each other, but they do, you know, and it's just, it's just hard, especially in a workplace because you can't escape it. You can't walk away from it because you have to con- like confront it and experience it every day. Yeah, that, that part's really hard <laughs> doing it every day, but hey, like, don't, I'd be damned if I let somebody get me in such a bad place with work where I'm slipping in my, my role is in jeopardy yeah no nope. <laughs> any for anyone out there listening who's experienced this note to self it ain't personal and i'm saying that out loud for myself <laughs> note to self, Janice, don't take it personal remember it's them not you but and but remember you love jesus but you will hell. <laughs> right what was a, uh, you know, at being a Real Housewives fan, there was uh, Mary from Salt Lake City. She's like, you know, I may be a holy woman or something, but I'll read you like a scripture. <laughs> yes, Mary. Yes. Don't try me. Yes. So, yes, I will also start continue to work on just being assertive. And, and not, you know, telling myself that that's being rude. No, I'm just, stick, you know, being assertive and sticking up for myself and correcting someone when they make poor comments towards me. <laughs> and to be cliche for one final time, um, Oprah Winfrey, like her, there's this one quote that she has and it stuck with me for years. You need to teach people how to treat you. That's right. Ooh, mm. and to that's this day, what, I'm like, ooh, Oprah. That's true, and that's what I mean by you know what? Like maybe I'm coming into these meetings or coming into these new workplaces with kind of like an essence about me that they feel that they could walk all over me. Maybe, and I think it is because I do come off mousy at times. But you still shouldn't just because you're you know quote unquote mousy doesn't mean that somebody can, can treat you like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing it to make themselves feel better, feel in control, feel powerful. Um, and yeah, like be, be mousy, you know? I have RBF all the time on Zoom calls and I was really like really afraid of it. RBF, retching, bis, retching, resting bitch face. And I was really concerned about it, but you know, hey, that's just, that's just who I am. That's just me. And it's not that I'm a bad mood. I'm just concentrating. And when I concentrate, I happen to look like I'm very angry. That's just it. So yeah, be yourself. Like if, if you are not the boisterous person in the workplace, it doesn't mean you have to be. It just It's just that that person needs to 
know how to treat you and you need to tell them. Yes. Snapping. I'm snapping. I don't know if you can hear this, but I'm snapping. Snapping too, girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Alana. We will close the workplace bully episode here. Thank you guys for tuning in with us and come back next time for another episode of Jan Tackles. See ya.